The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including ACLA Impact, Seed Equity Ventures, and Clean Energy Advisors. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and our guest this afternoon is Jessie Funk. She's the founder of Ivy Girl Academy, a tremendous singer and a wonderful speaker. Jessie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Devin. Well, we're thrilled to have you, Jessie, and thank you very much for taking time to be with us. Jessie, tell us about Ivy Girl Academy. So Ivy Girl Academy is an elite leadership training program for teenage girls. We specialize in teaching the science behind confidence, leadership, positive thinking, um, noticing the red flags of abusive relationships. So we really want to teach our girls to have healthy relationships. Uh, We talk about health, motherhood, goal setting, and gratitude. And we're just all about empowering teenage girls to be rock star women. That's amazing. Now, why do you think girls need Ivy Girl Academy today? I just believe that there's a lot of things that are not being taught in school that um, that I know it's debatable whether they should be taught in school. I'm, I'm talking about character education, you know, because everyone might have a, you know, teachers might have a different types of characters. So it's debatable whether we want it to be taught in schools. But the bottom line is we need it to be taught. And there's a lot of parents that are not instilling values and character into our kids and that uh, dramatically affects their relationships how they process emotion how they get past hard challenges we have so many helicopter parents that are swooping in and saving the day and robbing their children of amazing growing experiences where they can learn resilience and confidence and so I just believe that there's a lot of skills that this generation, these these young people right now, are missing. What Tell us a little bit about the girls that you help. Who are the girls in your program? We really reach out to anybody. We reach out to any female. So it doesn't matter if they're black, white, gay, straight, if they're religious or not. It does not matter. Every girl is welcome. So we cater to anybody. But I think the, the crowd that we most typically attract are the girls who are struggling, the girls who are um, have a hard time, uh, I don't know, valuing themselves and and having healthy relationships with others, um, particularly with significant others. I get a lot of phone calls from mothers saying, my daughter's dating this boy and she's changing and she's becoming so different and she she's starting to not like herself and I don't know what to do. And so, um, and I think that's probably where our passion for helping girls have healthy relationships come because if we can teach girls how to have healthy relationships with their best friends, the even the bullies in their lives, their families, their significant others, their themselves, then everything else kind of falls into place. The leadership can come after that. Confidence comes after that. But it seems like relationships, especially in the teen years, are just so important. So we want to teach girls how to have healthy ones. Well, Jesse, you're kind of a, a princess. You, you are a singer, a speaker. You're gorgeous. You're, Stop it, Devin. you're all that. How on earth can you relate to a girl that's struggling? Have oh, my gosh. Okay, so have I ever struggled? Yes. 
<laughs> I like you so much. Okay, so the reason, the only reason that I got into this work is because of how much I struggled as a teenager. I was bulimic for two years. I um, was bullied relentlessly, physically and relationally, which means um, the girls would use we uh, relationships as weapons against me. And one of the bullies, the one of the worst bullies that I dealt with was my very best friend. We were best, best friends in fifth and sixth grade in elementary. And then in junior high, she just totally changed and became this monster that really, and it hurt so badly. And, and it was very interesting because after dealing with a lot of bullying, my natural reaction, and this is, this goes for so many kids. My natural reaction was to turn around and become one of the worst bullies you can imagine. And so, and that, cause I look back and oh my gosh, it hurts to remember the times I was bullied, but it hurts 50,000 times worse to remember the times where I was the bully. And so as I went through school, now my undergrad in psychology, just barely finished my master's. I wanted to understand why it's such a natural process. Kids get bullied, they turn around and do the same thing. And it really is psychological. It's very complex. I, I get really upset when people oversimplify it because it's a really big problem. So I do the work that I do sort of as repentance because well, child, um, but I also, I'm a huge advocate for the bullies because they can, there's hope for them and they can become better and they can change. And I am proof of that. I work really hard to be a good person now. And so um, that's why I do the work I do because I'm so motivated by um, because of what I've been through, the struggles that I faced. You know, it is important to uh, to recognize, I guess, that sometimes the we're all bullies. I guess. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but but aren't we all sometimes the bad guy in the story? Absolutely. I know sometimes when I'm hungry, when I'm tired, I say things I don't mean. And when I'm angry and someone's hurt me, I want to say something snappy back at them because I'm sassy. I'm a redhead. And I like that feeling. And I think a lot of us do it. And we just don't even realize it, you know. And so there's a very big difference between meanness. First, bullying is very serious. That's abuse um, and meanness. But we're all guilty of it. Every single one of us. So it's really dangerous to label, oh, that kid's a bully. And that's all they are. You know, because there's so much more and there's always something underneath it. You must encounter some heartbreaking stories and I wouldn't want you to divulge any, uh, you know, personally identifiable information, but there are there stories that uh, a story in particular that you might share that would help us to understand the challenges that girls face and the hope that you help them find. Oh, I'd love to. Um, uh, the most recent one that's coming to mind was a girl I met in North Carolina. I gave a speech and she came up to me after and just gave me a hug and said, thank you. And I, I just said, oh, you're so welcome. And I love hugs. And so we had a little moment, but then she walked away. She came back about 20 minutes later and she was just bawling, like just crying so hard. And, and I just held her and we just, I just hugged her for a while. She's probably a 14 year old girl, just brand new in high school, ninth grade. And, um, and I said, well, what's going on? You know, what are you, what are you thinking about? And she just, she rolled up her sleeves and she was wearing long sleeves. She rolled up her sleeves and there was just cuts everywhere. I mean, slices down this way and then across. And some of them were very new. They were very fresh. And mm. it just broke my heart. And I just hugged this girl and she said, she said, I'm gay and I can't tell my parents because if they've told me before that if I come out, then they'll, they'll kick me out. And, and they'll, they won't support me and they, I won't be their daughter anymore. That's what her parents told her. 
And that just broke my heart. And I, and it is so unfortunate to tell you that that's, that is not anywhere near the first time I've heard that exact scenario. It's just so sad. Um, and so we've, we've been working together a little bit. I've been doing some private coaching for her and, and, and it's not a pat on my back. I believe so strongly in science. I love using our, our natural brain function to teach kids how to leverage it so that they can heal and they can get better and they can get stronger and they can get more resilient. Um, and I've been working with this girl. We've been doing some really cool cognitive behavioral exercises and she's felt stronger and she's been able to face a lot of bullies at her school, the bugger that are constantly teasing her. Um, so she's been able to move past that. She's been able to handle it in a strong way. And she's been able to start some conversations with her parents that can lead up to her being honest with them and, but also saving the relationship to make sure that she still has that connection. Cause that's important to her. So, um, I just believe there's so many options. And when you have some support, whether it's a coach like me or, or a friend or a friend's parent, you know, these kids can, they can get through hard things. They absolutely can, but they do need help. They need to be taught. Those are not natural skills that just happen. They need to be taught. Well, it's wonderful work that you're doing. And I, I just so feel for the girls in the world that are struggling with these challenges. I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing. I think you envision growing your program. Tell us a little bit about how you're thinking about growing Ivy Girl Academy. Yeah, we're actually really excited. We're in the process of um, expanding our program internationally. We're working with some uh, women in Kenya, Africa, and some women in South America, and then a few women across the states. And we're testing out some new programs. We're testing a membership program and a new workshop model, a day-long workshop a, we're going to do our first summer camp this summer here in Utah, which I am freaking out about because that's what I've wanted to do for the last six years that we've been in business. Um, and we're also experimenting with um, a program for younger girls. So right now we serve 12 to 18 year olds. But the best thing about our program is that we let the girls lead. The girls are the ones who plan the programs. They design it. They, they create it. They get excited about it. They plan the schedule and the food, and then they carry it out. I sit back on a lawn chair with my lemonade, and I watch, and they learn leadership through real leadership, which I just love. That's the magic sauce. And so we're experimenting with a program where our 12 to 18-year-olds are going to mentor 5 to 11-year-olds. We're going to call it the Little Ivy Leader Party. And it's going to be a ton of fun. So we have some really cool programs that we're expanding internationally and um, trying to reach more girls. That's great. That's great. You know, you are a role model to every girl you've ever met. Uh, you're an inspiration to people uh, and to adults. Uh, I've seen you speak to uh, adults and seen the way that they react to you and to your message. And, and clearly you, you are an inspiring role model to many, but who do you look up to as a role model? You know what? One of my favorite role models um, and someone I've really spent a great deal studying is Audrey Hepburn. I always was a fan of her movies. I'm a total classic movie nut. So I always just thought, of course, she's gorgeous. Of course, she's an amazing actress. But once I started studying her life and the challenges that she went through and her attitude and how she saw the world and how she saw people, people, and, and also motherhood. She was such a fiercely dedicated mother. And I admire that so much because I'm a mother. Um, so once I started studying her as a human being and her character, I just fell madly in love with her. And anytime I'm 
this might sound silly, but anytime I'm sad or struggling or scared, I go and read some of her books. I have every book ever written about her. I'm, I'm a groupie. I'll just be honest. So I read something about her and she inspires me and she, even, even though she's not here anymore, I, I feel motivated to keep moving. That's great. I, I really believe in the power of a, a role model, and I know that's what you are to a lot of girls. I'm, I'm glad that you're thoughtful about your role model. Thanks. I, I wonder, you kind of alluded to this, and you were joking a little bit. You said you kind of do this as repentance, but I wonder, with all the things you could be doing in the world, why you do what you do? Um, it really is. I mean, I, I do joke about it because it's funny to say it's my penance, but it, it's the absolute truth. I, I still, it just stings. It stings so badly to think about the things that I said. And, and it wasn't just to my peers. I was not just a bully to my peers. I was a bully and I was abusive to my teachers, to my principal in junior high, to my family. And I'm really, really happy to say it. This makes me feel a little bit better. My, my family and I have a great relationship now. I'm constantly tell them how much I love them and how much I appreciate them. And I say, Hey dad, thanks for not throwing me against a wall because you totally could have and been justified. And so we have great relationships now, but I've, I put a lot of effort into it because it hurts so badly to think about who I was, you know, I was just so poisonous. And so that, it, that really is the truth. That's why I do what I do. I, I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a famous singer. I wanted to be like Britney Spears when I was 15. I just thought that would be exciting and glamorous to be famous as a singer. And um, um, I couldn't handle the pressure. <laughs> I, when I was trying to do that, I was never skinny enough. I was never pretty enough. I was never a good enough singer. I was never enough. And when I stepped into this work of trying to just love teenage girls, that's the only thing I do. I just want to love them and I want them to know they're safe and I want them to know that they're amazing. And when I stepped into that and I started mentoring and I started just trying to serve, like genuinely serve, when I stepped into that, I was benefited so much and it healed me and I'm still healing, but it gave me this, this incredible um, purpose, a sense of purpose, you know, and I know that's why you do what you do. It's this driving force. It's this insatiable appetite for that feeling of I'm doing something that matters. And that's all that matters. You know, when we get to the end of our lives and we're sitting in the nursing home eating our jello, that's all that's going to matter. We're going to want to look back and say, I, I tried to leave my mark on the world. Dang it. I love your slogan, Devin, because that's all that's going to matter. And I know that I feel that so strongly so, as much as I love singing. It's not enough. So this no. work matters so much to me. Well, I'm glad you're doing the work that you're doing. Um, you know, we, we do like to ask all of our guests, Jesse, for what we call an impact hack. And you're clearly out doing a lot of good, and we want to be able to do more good. What, what would be your impact hack, your tip that would help us to do more good? You know, I, I thought about this, and I loved, I loved this uh, challenge to, for me to think of one specific thing. Um, something that I crave is personal contact at least once a day because I do so much speaking and I'm traveling so much. I don't get daily one-on-one -on -one connection with the kids, the teenagers that I work for. Um, and so I try to, I try to keep in touch with all of them through Instagram and I try to have one, like one interaction that's personal every day. Just, just one thing. It can be one conversation, one message through Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat um, or even one kid here in Utah that I can talk to face to face um, or just give one hug 
a personal interaction with one of the teenagers that I'm serving. And that just kind of keeps me grounded. It's like, okay, I don't know. It's a, it's a way to, to fill my bucket. I feel very fulfilled by that. And then, and it's like a drug. I'll tell it's like a really healthy, beautiful high because I love making sure that that's what I'm doing. It's, it's a personal touch. It's a personal connection. So once a day, personal connection. Oh, fantastic. Well, I, I am sure grateful that you would take the time to be with us today. I love your impact hack to, to be in touch with someone every day and uh, love the, what, the work that you're doing. Before you go, would you just take a minute and tell people how they can learn more about the work you're doing and get in touch with you personally? Sure, I'd love it. Um, you can go to ivygirlacademy.com, ivygirlacademy.com. Um, a ton of information is on there. We have a great blog with great articles for parents and for teen girls. Uh, we have information about all of our programs on there. And then my uh, personal email, I would love it. I give it out all the time. I would love anyone to email me with any questions or comments or ideas, ways to collaborate. Like we, we love networking. We love making friends. Um, so my email is Jesse Funk, J E S S I E F U N K at me.com. Fantastic. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for being with us today. We wish you every success in the great work that you're doing. Thank you, Devin. You're a rock star. I'm glad we're friends. <laughs> All right. Let's do some good. At the intersection of financial services and social media, Gate Global Impact, GGI, uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Seed Equity Ventures is a registered broker-dealer with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and a member of both FINRA and SIPC providing investment banking services to startups globally. Seed Equity's mission is to find the best and brightest entrepreneurs and connect them with global investors. Clean Energy Advisors creates investment opportunities in the renewable energy sector that provide clients with a predictable income, preservation of capital, and positive impact. Clean Energy Advisors is committed to providing clients with investment opportunities with both market rates of return and measurable impact. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devonthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devon is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.